X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are both in the country again. Yes. Back from Ireland, my uh, brother-in-law got married. So we were over there, it was a great trip, but also not conducive to recording. Did you see anything spooky? I assume if you had, you would have mentioned it, but it occurs to me that I didn't ask you. No, we didn't get to do much sightseeing. There were a few... uh, things that we had wanted to do like there was um i think you had told me about it or adam had told me about it your husband that um which i realized you know who i do know i'm familiar with adam yeah Yeah. um (laughs) uh like an old prison tool oh god yeah of course yeah Yeah. there there were some other things but it ended up being just like too much of a whirlwind Um, yeah you guys were not there that long and had a lot of wedding stuff I will say um, I was very afraid of ghosts at one oh, point. Really? Yeah. Tell me. So we were staying in the night before his wedding, all of Zach's side of the family. Um, so Zach and I and um, his other brother and his girlfriend, and his mom, um, we were all staying in this like little Irish cottage in the countryside which was Mm. gorgeous i mean it was really cool we took a long walk and saw lots of sheep it was really oh yes the sheep gratifying um but uh it was a little tight on space and so zach and i had to sleep in the living room and so there was a cot available for sleeping on like a fold down like in a hotel room you know picture like a oh yeah yeah um like a twin size and then there was a love seat Okay. And oh my God. Yeah. That's not very long. They were not great options. No. Um, but it was <laughs> not our wedding. Yeah. Um, and so I took, or rather, I, you know, it was assumed Zach gave me the cot because it was nicer and more spacious. Um, but this meant that he was in a love seat against the wall and I was in a cot in like the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell asleep pretty easily, but then I woke up and I couldn't fall back asleep. And Zach was snoring, which I feel like gets mentioned rather kind of a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rather big part of my life. He um, opts not to edit it out. So yeah. thank you, Zach. Um, and uh, it was a really, really, really old cottage. And it was the middle of the night and it was in like, the middle of nowhere, like quite literally, there was there yeah. was nothing out there. There was a doodle yeah. that we passed, which was a doodle. It barked at us. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, and so I got really afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Enough so that I made Zach switch with me and put him on the cot so that I had my back against the wall on the love seat ah. and felt more blocked in, and. Uh, and almost like the ghosts would, you know, have to get through him to get to me. So it kind of reminds me of when you were a kid and you didn't want to sleep in a large bed because of that line in the Ghostbusters song, an invisible man sleeping in your bed. And when you say kid, <laughs> <laughs> you mean like into my early 20s, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Like you, and when you say into your early 20s, you mean until you got married and didn't have to sleep alone and had a visible man sleeping in your bed. Yes. Who is Zach. <laughs> visible and audible. Audible and, and audible man. <laughs> and now there's any number of them. There's often yeah. several people in there. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not the one in my bed. <laughs> out entirely but yeah so i got i was afraid of mm. spooky things in ireland but nothing actually happened so yeah well well that's too bad yeah um, um also listeners if our sound quality is not that good a piece broke on the sound recording editing equipment stuff that zach uses so we are just rolling with it rather than not recording yeah. um if you're like, I can't handle this sound quality, you are welcome to buy Helen and Zach a new piece. Yes. Or not listen, I guess, but we don't yeah. like that option. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, other updates or anything? I don't think so. We're moving in on the end of the first season. Yeah. Yeah, we really are. We're closing in on it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I mean, um, you know. Uh, did you get your copy of? Yes, I did, and I had. Yes. And I promptly left the country. Fair um, enough. You were like, so, and and oh, forgot about it. Well, why don't we have this conversation while we're being recorded? Maybe you'll be nicer to me. Ooh. Things that speaking of things arriving in the mail and going out in the mail. Oh yeah, you didn't send my stitch. No, fix I didn't return. send your stitch fix return. Yes, I got some very threatening emails <laughs> <laughs> it hit me like a few days later i was dog sitting for helen while she was out of town and right before she left she said can you mail this for me just drop it off there's a post office like real close to her house and i was like oh yeah and then it's just like it turned invisible it's an invisible <laughs> package sitting on that bench um and i just completely forgot so yeah yeah they uh they sent me some emails threatening to charge me for all the stuff oh, it was odd. mildly tempting because some of it i like wasn't oh. sure that i was going to return and oh. so it was, uh, but there you were can be like liz you pay. owe me this money i had to yeah <laughs> um but you know what am i going to do with shoes that are too small so, yeah 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 um so yes that has been fixed but uh anyway um mail you got the book haven't opened it yet i read the first page and then i was like no no i'm gonna wait um till i touch okay. base with you um you know i actually just finished a book last night so maybe should, i will should we start reading it i just yeah. finished one a day ago yeah, yeah. okay then let's all right we're gonna start, start reading it so remember the book yeah. we are talking about is x-files origins number one agent of chaos and it is about a 17-year-old Fox Mulder. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it appears to be a quick read. I don't... Uh, I have an electronic copy. So oh, okay. I didn't look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty thin and the words are relatively... I mean, it looks like young adult. So, yeah. yeah. Know, I don't imagine it's going to be too hard to get through. Yeah. Um, unless it's awful. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I will start that. I okay, cool. Awesome. Last night. Awesome. So we can talk about that. Um, so please read along with us. Yes. 
All right. So we are talking today about the episode Born Again. Born Again. Yes. And right away enters Janice from Friends. That is my first note. There's Janice. Yeah. yeah. In a With very a, un-Janice-like role. Yeah. She's a cop mm-hmm. and um, she's uh, called in Mulder and Scully because uh, we're, I'm just going to call her Janice because I don't yeah, know. I, oh, this is Janice from Friends. If you've seen the show Friends, this yeah. is Chandler's Maggie Wheeler. Is that Maggie Wheeler? Yes, that's the actress's name. Um, and uh, and so she's playing a cop. Um, her the character's brother liked Mulder's work on the Tombs case they yeah. mentioned, and so uh, uh, man, I cannot read my note. What does this mean? Try to get kid to 10 Mars, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have that in my name. I got it. <laughs> Trying to get kid to ID man. Oh. Of course. Because what happens is a guy at the police station with Janice, who is kind of a sexist jerk, mm-hmm. is in a room with a little girl that they just found who right just she she's like by herself i think she's eight years old and she was outside and well, they bring her in older than that oh well it ends up being important exactly how old she is because of some timing right. stuff but she's an age maybe okay. she's older than yeah. eight um she's an age so that's useful um but uh the cop is alone in the room with the little girl and he goes like bursting out the window yeah. and and falls to the ground outside and dies. And so they're trying, the, the little girl says, oh, a man came in and did it. And so they're trying to get her to ID the man. And they're using, of course, they're like create a face software that they use in so many episodes. Yeah. And so that's what my note means. So I didn't write 10 Mars, I wrote ID man. And I thought that, you know how Freddie Mercury looks in like the videos from Live Aid where he's got yes. the mustache? That's what the man looks yes. like. Okay. That like, yes. yeah. Yes. Man, that could have been better. I mean, if this had gone down the road where she's actually IDing Freddie Mercury, I mean. That would have been great. That would have been yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, um, not that this was a bad episode. I no, thought I thought it was, it was fine. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was pretty decent. Um. Now, there were a lot of other people mentioned in this episode, and I got a little lost. I took notes on names of who is who. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, so Rudy Barbala is the detective who went through the window. Okay. Sexist guy. Okay. Oh, Sharon is Janice's name, but we're just going to call her Janice. Okay. And then Charlie Morris, he's the guy who was murdered. Um... Right, and the Sooner. composite sketch matches him. So yes, the- not only does it look like Freddie Mercury, it looks like a former detective named Charlie Morris. Yes, and he had died nine years previously. Nine years previously. Okay, so the girl is eight or nine. Well, you well, gave away the whole plot. So I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's room for it. Yeah. I mean, um, where else would this be going? Yeah. 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 And like, you know, we're supposed to be like, oh, how did he? I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to be confused about how he went flying out the window or just be like, well, obviously that girl somehow pushed him out the window. Yeah, I don't know either, but it sure seemed clear to me. Yeah. 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 
Um, um, so this detective had died nine years previously in some sort of gang hit? Yeah, he had been part of an investigation of some gang and yeah. uh, they killed him and they killed him in a very specific way right. where like one of his legs and arms was removed or something. Um, I have it. Certain parts of him were cut off. Yes. Um, part of his arm and one of his eyes. Okay. Yes. And then that becomes important because they, they eventually find that little girl's parents yeah. and uh, Mulder and Scully are talking to her mom and uh, find out that like she has been troubled her whole life. Uh, she they, they talk to her therapist at one point and the therapist says like, I've given her like dolls to play with and she always mutilates them in the same way. And of course it's removing the arm and the eye. Which like, oh my God, I, I could not handle that <laughs> as a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess as far as little girls in season one of the X-Files go, it's better than wow. those psychotic twins from yeah. Eve. Yeah, clones. I think clones, yeah. clones is the word. Clones. Yes, of course, the Eve um, clones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But also, you know, yeah. there's a lot of room between not scary child and the clones from the Eve episode. Yes, um, so eventually, um, they talk to another guy. <laughs> this is where I get lost with the name. Yeah, um, let me help you out. Is it um, Tony Fiore? Fiore, Tony Fiore. Tony Fiore, and that's yeah. Charlie Morris's ex-partner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is extremely unhelpful. He's kind of like, oh, I don't want you to come in. My wife is asleep. And then his wife kind of like ducks outside and, and either Mulder or Scully notes later like, Scully, like she's got flour on her hand, like she was cooking. She wasn't asleep. Yeah. So what's he hiding? Yeah. And Anita is is Tony Fiore's wife. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he ends up meeting with another guy, <laughs> Leon Felder. Okay. Who I describe as bus guy. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Importantly. Um, well, so they're talking about something rather cryptic, the two of them, Tony and Leon. Talking and this is after Mulder and Scully have left Tony's house. Right. To be yeah. like, hey, any idea why somebody who looks like your dead partner was pushing this other dude out a window? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and is it um, Leon, I believe, who's, who gets off the bus um, or is getting off a bus yeah. street and gets stuck? in it his scarf gets stuck and he ends up being run over by the bus yep kind of dragged alongside it and yeah. killed yeah and then they show who's on the bus that little girl yeah which like also why is a nine-year-old riding a bus by herself at night i mean she's like getting out of her house but i also feel like well i don't know did alarm systems not exist so much in 1990 i mean i'm sure they didn't but like no I mean, I'd be like setting up pots and pans outside her room so it would wake me up if she tried to get out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The um, this is making me think of um. So my goddaughter used to live next door to us, and a couple of years ago, so she was maybe four. 
um, three or four. And uh, she told my friend, her mom, the next morning about how like, oh, she had made that snowman um, last night. And my friend was like, what do you mean you had made that snowman last night? And she was like, oh, last night I woke up and I went outside and made that snowman. And my friend was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh my God. Yeah. I think that's how it went. It was doing something in the snow or like a snow angel or something. Can you imagine getting up at like midnight to get a drink of water, looking outside and seeing a four-year-old building a snowman? That would be so scary. That would be so scary. Yeah. I mean, I freaked out at my kids the other day because I was making dinner and they were playing outside and they left our yard to go talk to one of our neighbors. And like, Mm -hmm. they were right next door. It's a nice neighbor. It's someone we know, but I was like, you cannot leave our yard. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like be where you say you're going to be. Yeah. And like, I know, I don't know. I think there's a decent amount of 1990s, stranger danger oprah episodes that have contributed to maybe an abnormal amount of paranoia on my part about these things but um it's a tough thing to not be paranoid about you know i mean if it's in your head yeah yeah anyway so she's just on the bus yep and she's you know totally cool with the fact that they just you know, oh, because the bus driver tries to stop, of course, right. but the pedal goes down uh, against his will. Yes. Yes. So Leon is now dead. Now we got two guys dead. Yes. Yeah. Both of whom were involved with um, this gang investigation exactly. where Charlie was killed. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So I had stopped watching around here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. So when I said, oh, I loved that fish tank thing, <laughs> and you just didn't really respond. Resp- I respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, oh, hmm, there's a fish tank thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to use my notes. That's okay. So earlier in the episode, I wanted to bring up, they mentioned in passing that Charlie loved origami, the guy who died, who looks like Freddie Mercury, who died a while ago. Mm -hmm. And the way they explain, oh, the Japanese art of paper folding. And I thought, did viewers in the 1990s not know what origami was? Like, they did though, because I remember doing origami in grade school. Okay. So, So I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I thought it was odd, but I guess they did draw attention to it. And it becomes important because uh, later uh, Mulder and Scully are able to get inside uh, Tony Fiore's house to talk to his wife when Tony's not there. And they have all these little origami animal figures on a dresser top. And uh, Mulder and Scully are like, oh, what's the deal with that? And Anita, Tony's wife, who's talking to them is like, oh, those are those were made by Charlie. And it turns out Charlie uh, was her first husband. And right. uh, yeah, so she's she's his widow. Um, and he married his old partner. Then. Yes. A little yeah. Weird. A little but, weird. I, mean, I guess stuff stuff happens, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to say, you know, oh, you're both mourning, blah, blah, blah. But as right. we'll find out. Perhaps there was less mourning on the part of one of them uh, because the Fiore's have a big giant fish tank in their house. 
Ah, uh, yes. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and so Mulder is encouraging them to do regression hypnosis on the little girl. Right. Because they're tr Mulder has a theory, which is correct. It turns out, as you can probably guess, that uh, Charlie Morris's spirit is in this little girl. Right. And oh, also, um, at some point, Scully gets to, I can't remember if she does the autopsy on the guy who flew from the window or if she um, is just observing his body. Um, but Mulder asks if there had been any sort of um, like UV or radiation. Oh, yeah. There were. And so, of course, that leads him to think of um, uh, cytokinesis. Psychokinesis. So, oh, psychokinesis. <laughs> cytokinesis. Well, is part of uh, the cell life cycle. Part oh. <laughs> I was just talking about it. Ah. <laughs> I guess better to mix it up that way than the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Teach a bunch of students that's called psychokinesis. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, psychokinesis. Yes. Yes, because of the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. As has come up on X-Files before, radiation, sign of creepy stuff, sign yeah. of psychokinesis, sign of aliens, sign of whatever they want it to be a sign of, I think. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, yeah, this one I don't get as much, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they also mention, I don't know if you got to this part or not, that they mentioned that uh, the little girl, by the way, I haven't mentioned the little girl's name because I can't remember it. Um, and I didn't write it down. I think her, is it Michelle? Yes, it is okay. Michelle. Um, that they're giving Michelle Thorazine. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is a really powerful antipsychotic. Also, yeah. it was prescribed to our mother when she was pregnant with me. You, okay. Yeah, when she had um, like Illinois' worst gynecologist or whatever that guy was like, later crowned. Literally. Yeah. Later, yeah, yeah. Um, for uh, hyperemesis. Yeah, for nausea, like for yeah. well, nausea for being very, very, very sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not, not for psychosis. Want to make that very clear. That is not right. why you, mom. Just be clear there. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, because they were talking yeah, about how if they more ridiculous. I mean, that's the yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I wonder. I don't know we would have to ask her this question, but I know that they had asked her at one point, like, are you hyperemesis is when you have intense nausea and vomiting in pregnancy. Constantly um, not like, Oh, morning yeah. sickness. No, but like yeah. hospitalized multiple times. Um, and I know at one point they like thought she was nauseous because she was depressed. Yeah. And, uh, and I know she was like, no, I'm depressed because I'm so nauseous. And yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah, um, like, come on. Yeah, but I know, I don't know if, um, if Thorazine was some sort of early, like, thought to be an anti-nausea drug, or if this was, like, just purely bad doctoring. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. But it seems like a bad sign that that's what they have this eight-year-old on. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially because, really, all we see her doing is being in creepy situations, like, walking Great. to them and then being there. Yeah. Um, so Mulder gets her to get hypnotized again. Right. I was not crazy about this because, I mean, I think it's so clear 
you know, with a little bit of time that like, you can implant memories so easily. Um, but I guess in 1994, that was less of a known thing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to see, it's hard to see Mulder treating regression hypnosis as if it is 100% gonna give you something true and reliable, as right. if the possibility of creating memories isn't there. Especially um, with a kid. I mean, yeah. that kid's memories can be really easily influenced. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, especially with someone so young, it's yeah. hard, you know, it's hard to say. And so they they start that, um, they're recording it. Um, she freaks out. I don't remember the details that well um, and kind of leaves. And then the mom is like, we're not doing this anymore. And I'm thinking, I don't blame her. The kid's really yeah. upset. Um, but they get... Um, some kind of staticky audio video stuff from the recording. And of course they get one of their people to like analyze the static mm -hmm. at the lab and get stuff out of it. And so um, around that time, they get permission to exhume, um, uh, or maybe it's not, they don't exhume his body. Maybe Scully just gets her hand on like better case notes about how Charlie Morris died. Okay, And it turns out, although he had his arm and his eye cut out, that isn't how he died. He yeah. died because his lungs were full of seawater. Oh. And they are, I don't remember where this took place, but not on the ocean. See this, okay, that makes a lot more sense because I was wondering, I mean, like, that would have to be a completely untreated, amputated arm and eye. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah. that, that would have to be... That's, how do you die from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have to be a lot of blood loss. Which could happen, I mean, but it, that would be... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so, yeah, so he's drowned. Um, and that's when they resolve the static in this image. And it's of a little toy, like, um, diver, Water like, diver deep guy? sea diving guy. Yeah. This is familiar um, to me from having seen this before. Yeah. In a past life. No. Um, and... <laughs> That wouldn't work. No. Um, What's interesting, like, I mean, but how, why was the stat, why was there static of her recorded, you know? I don't know. Yeah. And here's the thing. I saw this episode about a week ago at this point, and my memories are starting to decay pretty heavily. Speaking of memories. Why. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you could convince me, actually, that was static from, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you'd like to convince me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and it's upside down. And it's because that's the last thing Charlie saw because he was being held upside down in Tony Fiore's saltwater fish tank. Yes. And drown. And um, they discover that Tony Fiore and Rudy Barbala, who's the detective who went through the window, and Leon Felder, the guy who got dragged by the bus, um, the three of them found a bunch of money, as did Charlie. They found all this money at this drug bust. And so um, the plan was hang on to the money for 10 years and then spend it, but not until then. And Charlie was not okay with this. And Charlie kept putting pressure on them and putting pressure on them. And so finally they killed him and made it look like the gang did it. And when Mulder and Scully get to the Fiore's house, 
little girl is there and she's about to kill Tony Fiore. Oh my God, I don't remember that. Yes, I don't remember exactly how, um, but it ends with the fish tank shattering and glass exploding everywhere and water going everywhere, which she does it with her mind, you know? Oh, and um, I just I just watched an episode of New Girl where Schmidt has a big fish tank and it explodes everywhere. And so that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> I mean, I guess a fish tank exploding is going to look the same, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, they keep her from killing him and then after that the girl seems much better as if uh the charlie morris's spirit is at peace because they've found out the truth and how exactly did they find out the truth? i can't remember okay, okay. <laughs> yeah i did can't the girl remember tell them i don't know okay yeah um but I think they say like they're getting the girl therapy or maybe I just thought that they should, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so that's basically the wrap up of the episode, you know, okay. uh, Charlie is at peace. Um, I found it sort of similar. And I, in fact, I confused the two episodes back early in season one. There's that episode where the, you know what I'm talking boss. about? What'd you say? The woman's boss. Yeah. And yeah. she, yeah. We, we kind of started making up some fanfic for her life because she ends up just like um, oh, yeah. living out in the middle of the country, being a secretary again. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. yeah, it's like her ex-boss who kind of protected her um, when people are jerks to her, he starts killing them or whatever. Yeah. Frankly, like, like I remember this episode. Oh, it's not when people are jerks to her. It's it's that there's criminal stuff hidden and he's trying to reveal it because he was killed, well, of course. It, right? Yeah. It also was... Um, when like people were being mean to her, like there was that, um, there were like a couple of yes, that yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And I, I had confused the two of those episodes as well, and so I thought that I didn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I if you listen to us talking about that episode, I think I mentioned. Oh, I thought there was a fish tank in this episode. Oh. Um, it's because I was mixing these up. Okay. Um, and the episode that we're talking about, by the way, is Shadows. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So I looked into something. I looked into some stuff about this episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did Because I was like, why is Janice from Friends in this episode? Because I had a memory that she... What'd you say? She's an actress. It's well, not actually Janice. <laughs> I mean, what I mean is, I thought she played an integral role in the plot. I, my memory yeah. had put her in the position of the woman with the boss who was protecting her in that other episode. Okay. But no, she's just a detective, um, <clears throat> kind of involved like any other. And I'm like, she seems like a bigger name, but maybe I'm wrong. David Duchovny and her were dating at the time. Really? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. In 1989, they worked on an indie movie together Whoa. called New Year's Day. Uh, they were both the uh, co-stars in that movie. And oh uh, I'm assuming that's how they met. And you um, were still dating at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they were oh. still dating or if it was on and off, but yes. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. I yeah. never would have. I know. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Now I kind of want to finish watching the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh how funny 
Um, also, apparently, David Duchovny and Chris Carter and the writer of the episode, Howard Gordon, all say, we didn't like that episode that much. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That they were like, eh, it's kind of like Shadows, and it's uh, not as good. Um, yeah. So, we aren't the I only people. I call it not as good as Shadows. I feel like both of them are fine. I agree. Yeah, I, I really thought the image of the diver was really creepy. Um, as I told you, the fish tank thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, do we have any stories? I don't believe we do. I haven't okay. done much to collect them. Um, yeah. well, so just a reminder to please yeah, uh, do that. Also, the next episode we are going to talk about is Roland. And I'm going to go ahead and say, don't... Eh. Unless you feel real motivated, you don't need to watch it. You can just hear me talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is real bad. Yeah. Did not recommend it. Yeah. Um, we might have to make up some fan fiction version to take its place like we did with Shapes, which is now <laughs> about... Well, like we did with Triangles. Is what oh. <laughs> Although, actually, and I think we have said this before that triangle is actually a later episode that's pretty good oh it's a fantastic episode yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah so listen to our episode about it don't feel like you need to watch it uh yeah no Roland, that is and uh yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening do we have a sign off didn't we, we yeah we did but i don't know i and we announced who we were but i think they yeah. know yeah um See you next time. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>